how did I not know this stuff before? And like, how can I learn everything there is to know about this? Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 79. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. No matter what kind of content you're creating, we all want more eyeballs on that content. If you've got a podcast, you want more listeners. If you've got a blog, you want more viewers. If you've got an email list, you want more subscribers. How do you do it? There's a million and one ways to do it. And we're going to talk about some today. Uh, hey, this is Rob and Kennedy Hello. from Response Suite. Really excited to be here for another one because we're talking, this was a big, I love this episode. I love the doing this interview. This guy is one hell of a smart cookie. Yeah, we talk about Liston Witherall, really, really nice guy and very, very smart. And actually the conversation took an interesting kind of turn in direction. Originally, we were just going to be talking about one thing and actually ended up going off and talking about a whole bunch of other exciting things. And that includes traffic and getting traffic onto your content, like Kennedy just said. The channel that we're going to be looking at is something Thing we had personally never ever considered. It's a it's a channel to run an ad on on a particular type of channel. We're being vague, aren't we? We're being we're very vague. We're, we're gonna not going to tell you. We're not. We're trying to tease you. We're doing that thing where we're showing you a little bit above the knee. What's and nice that's about it. this as well is it's a totally different advertising medium to everything else we've talked about. In that you know, when we talk about, you know, the creative or the copy of an advert, the way that that gets implemented in this new traffic source is way different. Way different. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm excited for listening to share that with you, but I want him to tell you, so we'll kind of hold off a little bit. Yes, we're going to just hold back just a little bit. Hold back. There's a song about holding back that I should sing at that point, usually during this this bit. But I'd rather you didn't. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. If you haven't already left us a review on any of the players on wherever you listen to this, make sure you go and do that for us right now. We'd really appreciate it. Just take a couple of seconds. It doesn't need to be an amazing, beautifully polished piece of copy. Just let us know your big takeaway, what you love about the show. It really means a lot. And And hopefully how brilliant we are. You know, if you could say how brilliant we are. Especially if you like, you know how we get the guests always to choose which one of us they prefer? Mm -hmm. We're going to ask you to do the same. Yeah. So just write, it's Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. It's two N's in the middle. Two N's. That's two right. N's. And now uh, let's go over to, before you can argue back, I'm going to go over to Rob's all-important quote of the week. Yes, because as they say, create music when darts collide. There you go. The little special effect for you at the end there as well. If you want to improve your email marketing, by the way, because we rely on email marketing. We're massive nerds on it. We love it. We've got campaigns coming out of our ears. Whether you're using MailChimp or Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign and other providers are available, you want to get the best results from every email you have. And maybe you're just a bit confused as to how to do that in the modern world. We've put together a really special web class about how to do that. We'd love you to join us. Mm -hmm. It's totally free. We're going to teach you this amazing campaign campaign that you can just drop into your business. You can either like run it one off for all the people who are in your business right now, and then you can build it into your business for everybody else who comes in as well. Uh, just register for the webinar. Just head over to responsesuite.com forward slash webinar, nice and simple, uh, and register for it there. Dead simple. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, bring in Witherall. Hey, listen, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. Thanks for having me here. We are super duper excited. One of the things that you, I cannot believe, I've just been looking around at all your stuff and following you for quite a while, not in a stalky way. And you produce like, what is it, two podcasts a week? I do. I do, yes. Now you're not um, doing that for fun, are you? That must be a good reason for it. Well, it's, I'll tell you this. It's hard to sustain it if you don't have fun doing it. That's, true. <laughs> so, That's very true. That's very um, true. But there's a good business reason too. There is a good business reason. Um, so I have two different podcasts. They're for two different audiences. 
Okay. And uh, I have a blast. One is with a partner and the other one, I often do solo episodes, but sometimes have guests. That's really interesting. One of the things I know that we've been chatting about is that you have been able to leverage paid advertising as a method of getting listeners to your podcast. Now that sounds kind of crazy because podcasts are free, advertising isn't. How the hell do you make that work? Well, so there's a cost associated with any acquisition channel, right? Whether you're paying for ads or not. So that, that's kind of the first thing. I do want to say really quickly why I think podcasts are such an incredibly powerful medium for promoting yourself and your business. And sure, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, there's something really intimate about the human voice. So, you know, you guys, you know, right now we have lots of people listening to this. You, dear listener, are listening to me talking. And typically you will only hear the voices of people you trust and or know already, right? So your mom, your dad, your family, your partner, your best friends, like those are the voices you hear on a regular basis, your work colleagues, right? And so we automatically kind of get to be in that category if someone listens to us through a podcast, which is incredibly powerful. The second reason I think podcasting is such an, a powerful medium is people can do it while they're already doing other things. They can just work it into their schedule. They're driving home, they're taking care of their baby, they're going for a walk, what a, you know, going to the gym is something I do. They're supposed day. to be watching that lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right, right. And so they can kind of work this in while they're already doing other things, which is a huge disadvantage of asking people to read or a huge disadvantage, especially of video which requires a lot of sensory um, attention all yeah, at once. Perfect. So yeah. that's my pitch for podcasting. Love it. Okay, we are sold. Tell us where to sign up. No, but it's great because we know podcast proliferation of them, left, right, and center. Everyone's saying you should have a podcast, you should have a podcast, you should have a podcast. But of course, we were just, we were just hanging out before and, and we were talking about the challenge of driving listenership. And right. I think we're all, everybody's got a podcast, isn't it? Everyone we've spoken to has got a podcast and every podcast we've guested on is in a constant state of dissatisfaction or underwhelm when it comes to listenership. We all, we all just want more. And, it, and obviously it's because we're all attention-seeking uh, cretins. I get that. I'm one of those people. I get it. But you've been able to work the channel of paid advertising. So which, first of all, which channels have you tested and which ones work? So yeah, I can tell you uh, my own experience. So I've done all of the organic growth channels. First of all, you know, tell the people who've been on your podcast to promote it, email your list, uh, post to social, on and on and on. Um, what I find with paid advertising is if you are advertising on other podcasts or other podcast apps, you're reaching people who are already listening to podcasts. So they're bought into the ecosystem already. They know how to listen to a podcast. They know how to download one. They, they already understand the value. I don't and know about so, everybody else, but I just had a face, a face palm moment. Like, that's that's so bloody obvious, but I've, I've never thought about it. <laughs> so uh, the, the channels that have worked for me. So I've tested uh, something called AdNit, K-N-I-T, which is a aggregator of um, you know, advertising inventory for popular podcasts. So I've advertised on Anderson Cooper, I've advertised on Fareed Zakaria, I've advertised on Conan O'Brien, all of these big podcasts. And 
I, you know, I have a good friend named Ben Shapiro who runs the MarTech podcast. And, you know, this is his primary growth channel, which he talks about on his podcast. Personally, it didn't work for me. Um, for whatever reason, I wasn't able to attract listenership. Also, the other thing that's, that's hard about listenership um, or attribution, I should say, mm. through AdNet is it's really difficult to know what effect it's having on your listenership yes. because basically there's a lot of friction. You're asking people who are listening, hey, if you like that podcast, I've got the next one for you. Go listen to this right? And they have to open up their phone. We already know they're driving or walking or doing something else. Mm -hmm. Open up their phone, locate the podcast and subscribe or download an episode. It's kind of a pain, right? Yeah, um, it's a big friction. So the, the one that I've seen the most success with and the prices have gone up a lot since I started advertising, probably partially because I'm telling people that it works. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, supply and demand, right? Um, it's called um, Overcast, and it's an iOS-only podcasting app. It's run by a guy named Marco. And um, the advantage of Overcast is you get a banner ad within the Overcast app. So imagine, right? There's, who knows, 500,000 people using the Overcast app mm -hmm. every day. And so when they open it, they're going to see a banner ad. And the banner ad has your cover art and like two lines, a sentence or two. And then they can click it and then one click subscribe right in the app. Ha! Huh. Now, now that I've found has the least amount of friction. And also, you know, we can talk about brand versus direct response here. But what I have tried to do is be very specific and eliminate all listeners that I don't want. Right. So you know, for, you know, my, my podcast, Modern Sales is the one that I pay for traffic for. And the ad always says something like, you know, um, weekly sales advice to help you sell consulting and professional services more effectively. Oh, you know, love it. Hosted by List and Witherall, right? But I'm not saying sales advice for anybody who wants to sell more. No. It's very specific because I really, what I want um, and I'm sure this is going to be your next question is return. But what I want is to get something out of it, right? And I want to attract the right people. And I know that my advice is localized and it's not going to be for anybody who cares about sales. It'll be much more applicable to specific people who are selling specific things. And that. so that's what I try to do. So um, it's, that, it's that formula there, just to reiterate, is it's the solution you provide. So it's sales and sales advice and stuff and who you supply it for. That's the formula, isn't it? So it's like, oh, that could be me. Oh, it is me. Or it, that could be me because I'm interested in sales. Oh, it's not me because I'm a plumber or something. Yeah. I love that. Okay. That's really interesting. Now, the, the next channel, um, and we were talking about this in the pre-interview that I'm going to try is Spotify. Now, Spotify... Mm allowed you to um, advertise on all of their audio content. So I think it's something like 10% of Spotify listeners pay for it. Those people like me don't hear any ads under any circumstances. Same. Yeah. But the other 90% <laughs> in exchange for getting free streaming have to put up with ads periodically. <laughs> and so, you know, 90% of Spotify listeners are going to hear these ads. Now, initially you had to advertise to everybody and you could advertise to, I think genres and the closest genre you had to podcast was like spoken word or something, which is just sort of like a weird fit. Right. So you, yeah. you're basically forced to advertise to everybody. 
Yeah. Um, they also had geography targeting, but now I, maybe you guys have heard they bought, they had three big acquisitions recently. One was anchor FM, which is a podcast creation app. Mm -hmm. The second was Gimlet media, which is probably my favorite podcast studio. They make just incredible podcasts. And so Spotify has gone, let's say a quarter billion dollars into acquisitions of podcasts. They're really serious about winning the podcast market. Okay. And so now recently they're allowing you to target only podcast listeners. And in the app, there's a dedicated section for podcasts also. Yeah. So when you advertise on Spotify, people not only hear the ad, but if they're looking at their phone, they see a banner ad that you can associate a link to. And so, you know, the way I would handle that is my link would be to my um, Spotify podcast URL so that they could stay within the Spotify app and just subscribe from there. Wow, that's amazing. My next question is, so yes, you've got them in-app when they're, they're what I would call in active mode, which is they, they've got their phone or, or, or their iPad or whatever in hand and they're looking at the screen and that's the most direct one, like you say, your banner's on the screen, they can click and they can subscribe. The second best to that, and it's probably, obviously the numbers will be significantly less, are the, the sort of midstream ads, which are the audio ones, which come in on Spotify in this example, between the tracks for the people who are, who are listening on the free version. My question for you on this is about the creative on those audios. What kind of creative have you gone for? Have you gone for like a third party, like a radio ad style thing? Is it you talking and, and, and suggesting like listen to your podcast? Like what is that creative? Because we've had lots of people over the years teach all of us about how to write really good Google ads and how to write really good Facebook ads, but none of these media are audio. How the hell do you go about writing creative for an audio? That's a really good question. And, and it's a big one. I'm sorry. I've just landed a whole shit ton on, on, your, on your head there. <laughs> no, I can take it. Um, you know, I, the way, the way that I approach it is basically for me to just talk, it doesn't have a bunch of blips and zaps, the kind of, you know, standard radio ads that you hear where you're basically catering to people with really low attention spans. I don't want to do that. It's just me talking, giving you not necessarily a pitch, just telling you about my podcast and also my worldview, what I believe. Why do I think you should pay attention to my sales advice. And more importantly, why do I think you shouldn't pay attention to it? So the name of my business where I do sales training is called Serve, Don't Sell. And so my whole thing is, you know, if the sale is the most important thing for you, you should never pay attention to me because I'm going to tell you, I think that that's bullshit. And I think in the world that we live in, that's a losing strategy. Right. I think what you should do is be very, very service oriented. So always asking what's in my client's best interest. And so that's the kind of pitch I would give, right? Um, because, and maybe I'm a little bit different from, you know, the, uh, some of your listeners because, you know, my goal isn't to get the biggest audience. It's to get the biggest audience of people I want to target. Right. Right. So Spotify. what I always say about content marketing is as long as you're reaching the right people, it doesn't matter how big your audience is really. Right. As long as it's big enough to facilitate your business model and the, the amount of money you want to make. Mm -hmm. So my model is to charge a small number of people, a lot of money. And you know, maybe you'd approach this uh, differently, not maybe for sure you would approach this differently if you 
we're in a more volume business. But because my approach is a, a small number of people who I charge a lot of money of, you know, I'm going for intimacy and connection. And so that's what I go for in the ad creative. And it's a little bit more brand oriented because, uh, you know, why don't we just fast forward to the ROI? The, the next question you guys probably have is how do we know if it's working? Well, you know, obviously one measure is, is my listenership growing? And that can be fickle too, as you guys have probably seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a big guest who emails their list and you get a big spike in listeners, right? You get like 400 new subscribers overnight. Great. How many of those people are going to stick around? I don't know. I mean, it it depends, but let's say... And also, dude, you've got the big guest. You might have a big guest who doesn't email their list as well. So you've got some kind of weird combo right in that middle round, haven't you? That's right. Um, And just to add to that, what I find typically is the quote-unquote more important guests or the people who fashion themselves as being very important and having, let's say, having a bigger platform objectively, mm-hmm. they're going to be less likely to promote it or care yeah. about the episode. 100%. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I find. But if you have a big spike in listenership, um, going back to the ROI thing, you know, only a, a percentage of them are going to stick around for more than one to three episodes, right? Just like all the marketing you do. And so really what I'm trying to do is develop relationships because whether you're selling consulting or coaching or anything that's say over $2,000 as an initial purchase, it's usually going to take three to six months of trust building before the person's willing to buy anything from you unless you're really targeting desperate people who don't know what they need, which, you know, I I know some people do that. Um, It's not my jam, right? So if I'm targeting people who have a very specific business problem um, and it's going to cost a lot to fix it, it's going to take them a while to build trust. And so really what I'm looking at is to build listenership and then on my form, this is a big one, right? So I have two ways of getting people into my mix once they're listening to my podcast. One is I will sometimes mention free resources that are associated with the content. So sign up for my newsletter, sign up for this lead gen thing, sign up for, you know, whatever thing that's, I guess, could act as bonus content or expand on what I'm talking about on the podcast, but can get them on my email list. That's number one. Right. And and then of course, email takes over, right? Because I'm emailing my list every week. Mm -hmm. The second thing is telling people directly, if you have problems like the ones I talked about today, I can help you with those here's what you should do, right? And on my form, on my website, there's a question that asks how they heard about me. Now, of course, this is um, self-reported, so it's not 100% accurate, but I have now more than half of people who fill out a form to talk to me say they heard about me first through the podcast. And so I know it's doing the heavy lifting for me, right? And the advantage, again, is back to the human voice and back to working it into their regular schedule they can spend six months with me before we even talk, but they feel like they know me before we actually do get on the phone. So you're using it really as that whole podcast is really that relationship deeper. It's like they're now, like you said, the top of the episode here is it's about that intimate relationship you've built with a friend who now they trust you, the objections are low, they're so qualified because they've been consuming your content. They're bought into your worldview. 
They, they're totally on board. So there's nothing you could possibly say during that, that sales call or whatever the heck you call it, your strategy session, whatever, that, that is going to surprise them. They, they understand your positioning. They understand your worldview. They understand your methodology. It's a real, it's just a nice slide, isn't it? There's, there's very low friction and it's all the right people. Yeah. And in the case of coaching, you know, my, my price point for coaching is several thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time I'm on the phone with someone, they, they know if they want coaching from me or not. Right. right. The, the main reason they're filling out that form is they just want to be totally sure. They probably want to see, does he show up? Um, how does he present? Does he seem like the guy that I heard on the podcast, those are the kinds of things that they're, they're going to want to know. Che- they're fact checking at that point. You know, everything seems okay. Now I just want to like double check. They're just having sure. the mechanic look under the hood and go, is the engine in the front? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And of course, I want to know, <laughs> why me? Why, why do you think this is a good idea and what are you trying to accomplish so I can um, totally be sure that their expectations are realistic, that I'm the person for the job, those kinds of things, right? right. But most of the selling is done for me at that point um, by the time I get on the phone with those folks. Very cool. I love, I love this. Now, we're, we're going to get back to it in just a second. But first of all, we're going to interrupt proceedings for the first game of this episode. Now, because uh, you know, this is, we're going to be talking about selling stuff in a little while, and we, you know, this is all about selling things. So we wanted to play a special game where we are about to try and sell you 10 things. Okay? We've Ten. got a very special, special game. It's called Pitch Listen, which is very difficult to say. Pitch Listen. I've been practicing all day. Pitch Listen. And we are going to try and sell you 10 things, 10 ordinary things. <laughs> well, apart from the last one, maybe. <laughs> and you have to try and guess what these 10 things are, just from the description and the sale pitch, okay? Okay, so you're going to... So here's your first thing. You should buy... The real benefit of this is it's going to make the floor so much cleaner, any little crumbs that you get in there, which are really, really not really annoying you. And they're making the place look dirty. It's going to just get rid of those for you straight away. Is it a Roomba? I don't have to type a vacuum cleaner so you can have that. Yes, you can definitely have that. Okay. So this is something like, listen, listen, next time you listen, listen, I'll talk to this as well. Next time you go to the carnival, you definitely want this. It tastes amazing. It's like a cloud on a stick. It is. Oh, it's cotton candy, definitely. There we go. There you go. If you've ever gotten, if you know, you, you've probably been, you've traveled a lot, you've been to some beautiful vacation destinations, and you're probably sick of the Caribbean by now. And, you know, Europe, well, it's just old, isn't it? So the next frontier is to head up to the moon or to another planet. And, and you're, gonna, you're really going to need some kind of transport to get there. And this, I've got the most beautiful, relaxing way to travel. It's almost like first-class travel, but intergalactic. Is this SpaceX or similar? Yes, it's spaceship. a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you get up there, it's blooming freezing cold. And let me tell you, those lips, they're going to get cracked and, and uncomfortable and painful. So I've got the perfect solution. Just one little dab and all those pains go away. Is it Vaseline? Uh, you can have it. It's a chapstick. It's, it's, we'll go it's for chapstick. It okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm on Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> it's just been like, <laughs> what is Vaseline? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, you've, you've currently got a beautiful PC, but you have the problem of also having too much disposable income. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so you, if you imagine like, if you had like a laptop, but it wasn't a PC and, but it, it was just a bit shinier and rather than connecting with everything, you want it to be like just one closed system. What would you what what would you buy? 
what is a tablet? Um, it's, 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 it, no, no, no. Close. It's close. It's got a lid on it. It's got a lid. It folds, uh, it, it folds in half to keep all the, the dust out of it. Uh, didn't you already say a laptop? It's, if it's not quite a PC laptop. It's a Chromebook. Oh, so it goes the other one. Oh, no, oh, we'll pass. We'll we'll pass on. On. There was a Mac. Don't you hate it, right? When you're writing something, when you're oh. writing something, and then you realize, oh, I've made a mistake. I wish I could rub out that pen, but I can't. I can't rub out that pen because it was a permanent marker. Well, that's why you need one of these. Not a permanent Write marker, it. something different. Uh, pencil. Ooh, so close. close. This is more like a pen. Wow. There's a there lot of go. options here. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, oh my gosh, this is really, really difficult, Rob. Um, this is... Listen, when you're going to make a burger, you want to have ketchup on your burger, don't you? And with this, you'll be able to make the most beautiful ketchup. You want to mash it up. You want to grind it down and just squirt it right on top. Uh, I'm making my own ketchup? Is it, yeah. is it a food processor? It's not, but what it's... What would you put in the food processor? A tomato. There yes, we go. Yes, 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 it is. Or a tomato, just for the British. Just instance. for the Brits around this place. So this is a thing, right? If you wanna, if you are looking for a way that you can spend like fifty dollars a month and absolutely waste that money because you won't use it at all, this is a place that you can give your money to, right? They've got loads of equipment and it's always empty because everybody pays for it, but nobody ever goes, and it's going to make you really strong and fit. Is it response sweet? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a gym. It's a gym. There we it's go. A gym. It's a cheeky gym. bastard. Cheeky, <laughs> cheeky. Um, so, if if you're tired of walking to the stream of the at the bottom of your of your backyard, but you're really thirsty when you back get back to your kitchen, you probably want to have one of these as a receptacle to hold that liquid in. A cup. You can screw on a lid on it so you can travel with it. A water bottle. Yes, that's there it. There we go. And finally, for our kinkier listeners, this is going to be right up your street. This is the sort of thing you might have. It was used as a, it's used as a restraint uh, for various reasons, either by law enforcement or by the kinkier listeners. What do you think this is? It's made of metal. It's got two loops. I think it's handcuffs. There we go. It is nine, nine out, out of ten. ten. That's Not pretty good going. Pretty go. good going. Right, let's right. get back to podcasting, yeah, shall we? Let's talk about <laughs> podcasting. All right. So what are your so we've bought these listeners in. We we've paid for them in some way where we expended time and effort by going out and, and appearing on other people's podcasts or or doing other things on third parties. Great. Or we've spent money on that traffic. We, I mean, that stuff we were just talking about with Spotify and stuff is just absolutely beautiful. That's great. What about keeping a hold of those listeners so that we can then start transitioning? So we're going to, the next bit is, trans, is keeping hold of them. And then in a minute, we're going to talk about how we actually go and monetize. So how do we keep a hold of those? What are the features that we need to have in a podcast that's going to keep people coming back so we don't get such a dip after that spike we talked about? Obviously not that game we just played. <laughs> no, not, not that. that, not that, no. <laughs> well, actually, I think the game is a good idea. Um, so the, the first thing that I would say, obviously, you know, you hear everybody say create good content and it's a cliche because it's true. Okay. Um, you know, essentially, uh, well, first of all, like I said, if we're going to pay for people, the closer we are to attracting the perfect listener who we're making the content for, the more likely they are to stick around. So that, that's sort of a number one. Mm -hmm. um, number two is the quality of the content. 
I'd say the third thing is um, I like to change it up and there, there are some formatting things I do. Like I tell a story that's unrelated to sales at the beginning of every podcast. So like the one I recorded yesterday, I started out with a, a story about how the Challenger space shuttle failed, which <laughs> I guess ties in nicely to your space shuttle question. Um, so, you know, those types of things keep people more engaged and more likely to stay listening because there's a clear difference between what I'm doing and what other people are doing. The second thing is email. You know, I'm really big on email simply because it's owned. Nice. Um, plus, you know, this is me personally, I really hate social media for lots and lots of different reasons, which maybe we could talk about some other time. Yeah. Business without much social media. Um, but, you know, I want email because I own that list. Mm. And, you know, not only that, people are much more likely to check their inbox. What? I don't know what the stats are now, 8, 12, 20 times a day, right. as opposed to listening to a podcast every day and sort of staying current mm -hmm. on whatever podcast you're producing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the stats are for podcast listeners. Actually, as we're talking about this, you guys are giving me all kinds of things that I should go look up and figure out. <laughs> but, you know, in my podcast feed, I've pared it down a lot and I'm still subscribed to something like 16 or 20 podcasts. Right. So there's way more podcasts produced than I could ever listen to, even with my cold list, right? right? And this is something I've developed over years and years. And so my feeling is getting into their inbox is really critical. And again, I'm going to take more of a brand marketing approach even once I'm in their inbox. Um, so that, that I think is really important because it allows you, let's say you send a weekly newsletter article even like just a heads up that the new podcast is up, whatever. Yeah. If you're sending that, you know, it's not just a place for people to click something and buy something, but there's also kind of a billboard and a repeat exposure effect to it. Even if they don't read the email, they still see your name or they see your company's name on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And the level of awareness that they're going to have as a result of that, again, even if they're not opening the email is pretty huge. Huh. Yeah, we, it's funny, you're speaking exactly from the same, uh, same thing that we look like. We, we have a technique we call internal, we call it becoming 3D, which is about being seen across multiple platforms so that they don't get annoyed by you, by you emailing them twice a day, but they might hear you from you by email once a day. And then they also might, if you've got a daily podcast, they might see that later on in the day. So they're seeing you across multiple platforms, which means you can actually put your name in front of them, even if they don't consume the content, but you can put your name in front of them more often by being multi-channel. That's right. And for me, those three really, really important channels are podcasting, email, and um, LinkedIn. Um, right. So e email, of course, ties to everything on my website, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to email them when I have a new article, a new podcast, a new resource available. Mm -hmm. um, LinkedIn, you know, active LinkedIn users are going there at least every two weeks. Um, so if you're posting weekly, you're likely to reach people there and then podcasting again is weekly. So for most people, I'm giving them three chances every week to see me. 
Yeah, this is cool. There's a question I've got on my mind here, because obviously there's different types of podcasts that we could be doing along the way. Obviously, we could be doing an interview podcast like this one. It could just be a podcast where it's you or you and a get and a co-host chatting, or it could be the two, right? A combination. So some weeks it's just you, some weeks it's you and a guest. Have you sort of found that actually there's a certain type, for example, if you just have you and a guest every week, then you don't quite have as much time to cement your reputation and your trust with them. This is something we struggled with. We were like, hang on, if anybody who's a long time listen to our show will know that at the beginning, the whole episode was the guest interview. And we right. transitioned away from that when we realized, actually, we've got expertise and value we can add to people's lives too and share. So we now have a whole section before the interview, as you all just heard, where we share some stuff too. So to put our imprint on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you find that there's a there's a, an important piece of value in creating creating a lot of the podcast content itself by yourself in order to cement your reputation? Do you think that's more effective, less effective or whatever than having an interview show? That's a great question. Um, and, and I can tell you why I've made the decision to do that. So, you know, my feeling is, it, let, let's start from the beginning, which any good marketer would ask you this, what is your goal, right? right? So if your goal is to develop authority and be seen as a strong voice in the marketplace that has a specific answer to a specific question for a specific group of people, then I think that the solo format, or you guys have an advantage because there's two of you, you know, you can work together and it's maybe not so boring as one person. Mm. Um, I'd like to think I've figured out ways to make it less boring. No, absolutely. I mean, we've <laughs> listened to your podcast. We're big fans and it's far from boring, but we do have no, that. No, 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 no. Like there's well, the, the two of us bounce, right? I'm just, I'm just being self-deprecating um, because I get charming. a lot of great... It's so charming. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, your hair looks great, by the way. Thank um, you. I, you know, I, I think that if you're trying to develop thought leadership and authority that a solo podcast or you and a co-host is a great format for that. Right. Whereas, like I was on my friend Kurt Schmidt's podcast, which has the wonderful name The Schmidt List. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's amazing. We and thought we were witty. <laughs> and I asked him, um, you know, why are you doing this? And he said, I just want to connect with people who I don't think would talk to me otherwise. <laughs> and I said, why in the hell do you have me on the podcast then? Uh, so, you know, if that's your goal, if your goal is to use the podcast as a networking tool, and, you know, there's kind of a transitive property there. Let's say you guys had Seth Godin on the podcast, right? Like who, who I've been trying to court for many, many months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people who see Seth Godin on your podcast may then look at you guys as go, oh, they're in the company of Seth, right? right? right. That, that may convey some authority onto you. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's different, right? You're not going to get thought leadership out of those discussions where you're interviewing people. But if you're doing a solo or you know, a kind of a co-host based show, I think the authority building is much better. And also you're much more focused in the topics that you cover. So that's what I find is when I have a guest on, like you guys did with me in the pre-interview, you're going to spend some time figuring out, you know, what are you especially equipped to talk about? What do you think is interesting? What can you keep going for 60 minutes or however long your show is? Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, like yesterday, when I sat down, I spend three to four hours sometimes writing out the podcast content and it's very structured and I know exactly what I'm going to be saying and why and who it's going to help and why they should care and all of that stuff. 
So I, I just think you have a lot more control when you don't have guests, but I think there's definitely a role for guests. It just depends on what your goals are. Right. It's really yeah. cool. That's it's a really, really good idea to have that strategy because it's something we totally, totally, like most things we all try out, you know, we're really good at screwing things up the first time. I've never had a home run the first time in my life. And to begin with, we were all like about audience, 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 and how, how do we like, sell responsibly to the podcast? Actually, we want to spread as much value as we possibly can to yeah. our audience while making some really good connections and, and doing like literally what your pal said, which was, talking to people who otherwise would never speak to us, which yeah. is uh, very, very nice. Yeah, this is, this is very, very cool. Now, listen, we're going to interrupt proceedings for a second and final time here in the episode to play our second and favorite game. Now, here's how it works. I know you already know, but just in case you're a new time listener to this, uh, my colleague Kennedy here. Hello. Uh, that's him. He's going to sing a song for you now, but he's going to sing a song in the style oh, of a traditional... Yeah, he's just put on the screen what the song is. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British pub singer. Your job, mm-hmm. listen... And the listener at home is simply to guess what song Kennedy is singing. So, Squire, take it away. Thanks, mate. It didn't be seen me. It should be the ski. I bet you'd be him. It did be dead. It could be. It be. It could be. It could be. It could be. That was totally unintelligible. I have that no was idea. Good. That was actually pretty good. Was good. That was actually was? Really good. I picked it because I know what it oh, was. Oh yeah, shit, yeah. So, so idea. I'm stumped. I've never heard of that song. Yeah, but by uh, by yeah, by your actually speaks volumes. Volumes. I'm sorry, you guys broke up a little bit. Can you tell me again what the song was? I'm ah uh, yes, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll re-record yeah. that. That was in fact Cindy Lauper, True Colors. Oh my god yeah yeah they were shining right through just for you great Uh, on that note (laughs) we're gonna head into what what we lovely refer to as the quick fire round you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets do you make sure you subscribe to the three marketers podcast now on your podcast player so listen first of all give us a book that you recommend So the one book that I recommend to anybody who is interested in learning more about how people work and especially how they make decisions, I recommend Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite books in the world. Yes, that was my intro to behavioral economics. And when I read it, I was like, how did I not know this stuff before? And like, how can I learn everything there is to know about this? A hundred percent. And a lot of that stuff is just completely irrational as the title, as the title says. So what are some of your top success habits, something you do regularly? So this is what I would tell anybody who's in business for themselves, because I believe every business needs to become a media company to some level. I think every day you should write something and every day you should read something. Bonus points for publishing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay yeah definitely but get it out there and like i mean yeah. just rule it out yeah just yeah exactly well let, let me just add to that the the so a lot of people are like oh, i suck at writing or i'm no good at it well strong reason to start doing it more is what yeah. i would say but also there's nothing that you can do that will clarify your thinking more than writing something with the intention of giving it to someone else and having them understand it on their own without you there to answer their questions. Preach. So, Preach. Yeah, writing is just such a critical skill. 
Mm, very cool. Give us a marketer or an entrepreneur that you look up to. Seth Godin, hands down. So he's made his own path. Um, he keeps iterating. He publishes a lot of books. Some of them are fantastic. Others are mediocre, but that doesn't stop him. He keeps going. And I just love that he's really kind of carved his own lane and yeah. continues to work even when he doesn't have to. And that's, you know, he, he's someone who I try to emulate in a lot of ways. Amazing. I do, I'm a big fan as well. We, we just blog pretty much every day. And what are some of your favorite apps or things that you rely on or you really love? So is this just anything that I use for my business? Yeah. Yeah. Any app at all? Any app at all? Um, God, I can name so many. Um, <laughs> but the one, that, the one that I'm in the habit of promoting a lot recently, and I don't get anything for this because they don't have an affiliate program, is Mixmax. Uh, Mixmax is a basically superpowers for your Gmail. Um, what it, you know, it does all kinds of things with email that make it a million times more useful. Uh, I think it's like 12 bucks for the lowest plan and $24 for the middle plan, which allows you to do email sequences and reminders and it'll automatically bounce emails back that people didn't reply to it is just fantastically useful if email is a critical part of your business. Hmm. It's really, really, really nice. Very cool. Big important question now, listen, so think very carefully. Who do you like more, Redhead Rob or Platinum Head Kennedy? Do I have to like either of you? No, this is true. That's a really good, really good, really good, and very valid, actually. We might have to really think our life choices. You know, guys, I, I like you guys. You guys both seem like really good dudes. So, yeah, I like you both. I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to fall into the trap of your false dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> what is dichotomy Finally, Finally. Where, where can people go to find it? Well, first of all, you've got a great podcast. We've got a couple of great podcasts. Where can we go find out more about them? Tell us about those. And then I also want to know where we can go to find out all about you. So, yeah, perfect. So to learn more about the podcasts, um, if you're interested in um, selling services, uh, especially to enterprise and mid-market companies, just put in modern sales in any podcast catcher app that you use and you'll be able to find it. I'd love to have you as a subscriber there. If you are a independent business owner, and especially building a remote business, I invite you to check out the offline podcast with me and my very good friend, Philip Morgan. We publish once a week about all of the shit that we're doing that works and doesn't work in our businesses. And if you want to read more about me, just go to liston.io, L-I-S-T-O-N.io. Links to all of that are over in the show notes. We'll give you the link in but a moment's time. Well, thank you so much. Listen, I've really enjoyed this chat and looking at all of those things. Just, that Spotify thing still blew my head wide open. So I'm still, I'm going to go and play with that immediately. Uh, on behalf of everybody and all of our listeners, we've had a great time. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. There you go. Advertising on Spotify. Who knew? I would never have thought about niching. You talk about niching your business down. Talk about niching your marketing and your marketing advertising channels down. It's pretty spectacular. For me, that was really interesting to hear about how the targeting works and how the, you know, it's not placements exactly, but you know, where it kind it of is, but in a way. All of that stuff. Very, very cool. And uh, I, I mean, we, um, uh, we pay for a, a, one of these premium music services like Spotify. So we don't hear those ads now, but no. it's it, obviously loads of people do and loads of people who are in your marketplace and in your niche do. 
Yeah. So this is such a powerful thing. Massive. For growing your podcast audience, if you have a podcast, but also for, you know, driving people into paid offers and into free. Well, you know, those people are already interested in content and consuming content. And that's the big thing. You're tapping into their premium mode of learning information. Loads to take away from that. You'll find all the notes we've made on it for you at our biggest takeaways over at blog.responsory.com slash zero eight zero. As again, we uh, I've already asked, but I'm going to say it again because we're desperate <laughs> and very needy. Speak for yourself. <laughs> when you are uh, on the internet, make sure you pop over to responsesweet.com forward slash iTunes. Leave us a quick review. Let us know what your big takeaways were, your big aha moments. We'd love to be able to give you a name check in a future episode. We'd love it. All right, we'll see you next week. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesweet.com.